This is Rock and Roll English. Real people, real English. Here's your host, Martin Johnston. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Rock and Roll English. Episode number 191, baby. Oh yeah. In today's episode, I speak to a DJ. Yes, that is right. The first DJ to appear on Rock and Roll English. He is also a good friend of mine. Again, like everyone on Rock and Roll English. And he goes by the name of DJ Solo. As you will find out, he is one of the poshest uh, DJs that you will probably ever meet. But he is very, very rock and roll at the same time. Um, So, yes, the audio is a little bit difficult to understand. Only a very little bit, though. And remember, this is always good practice because when you go out to bars and stuff like this you cannot hear people speaking so well so it's good practice and also there is a lot and I mean a lot of rock and roll vocabulary it always happens with new guests don't they they bring new vocabulary and that's exactly why we do this so if you want to see this rock and roll vocabulary remember go to rockandrollenglish.com slash episode 191 and I will obviously talk you through some of the vocabulary again at the end but here is the conversation happy listening dj solo how are you today hi martin very good thanks thanks for having me on the show great to have you another friend of mine from university very similar to clarification charlie um, you know Clarification Charlie, don't you, DJ Solo? Yes, I know her very well. Uh, almost too well. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, nothing sexual, though. Nothing sexual, because we know that she is a happily married woman. Although you are a happily married man these days, aren't you? Yeah, I am. I mean, we're all, we're all getting there. Getting pretty grown up now. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, got married uh, one year ago and one week. So Ooh, we just wow, had our first so year anniversary. was a recent anniversary. I'm supposed to be getting married in... A couple of months, but with the coronavirus, we don't know anymore. So let's keep <laughs> our fingers crossed. <laughs> um, so we actually lived together for one year, didn't we? We did, yeah. Blenheim Road, Reading, near Cemetery Junction. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty uh, rock and roll. Probably one of the worst years of my life, mainly because um, people need to know that DJ Solo was quite a raver. Back in the day, so back in the day, back in the good days, are we? Are you still into the raving scene? Um, I'm more into the the service side of the <laughs> raving scene, and I'm not talking about the illicit service. I, I provide the music. A uh, bit too old for the dance floor side. I mean, maybe <laughs> once a year. <laughs> you you've done that part, haven't you? You've earned your stripes, which is a nice vocabulary to say. You've done that. You've earned your stripes as if you were in the army. So you've done that, and you've moved to the next level. Um, so yeah, DJ Solo used to have this huge sound system, speakers that were bigger than me, <laughs> and then it would be like a Tuesday night. You know, I was tucked up in bed by ten thirty, being the rock and roll star I am. So a nice term there, tucked up in bed cozy in bed very happy to be in bed then at about 4 a.m i would just hear doom 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 and i would think (gasps) is it an earthquake is the world ending (laughs) oh no it's just dj solo back with half of reading that he's brought back with him to have a rave 
inside our house on a Tuesday night. Oh, Martin, uh, I can only apologise now. Um, you know, I was a different man back in those days. Just determined to have fun. Didn't really understand about what other people needed to do in their lives. And uh, so, yeah, take this now. Ten years on as a formal apology and uh, hope I can make it up to you this evening. And let's just move on. Yeah. So when he said to make it up to you to do something good for someone because they have done something bad. But don't worry. All has been forgiven. DJ Solo. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, all has been forgiven. So do you know how we usually start the show here on Rock and Roll English? I know you've listened to a few episodes. I have, um, but I've only listened to a couple, so I don't know how that is usually the case. I mean, is is that always the way you start? Um, no, not talking about raves in the house. No, <laughs> we normally actually start with a review, and I always ask the guests, do you think we have a review? Yes, I reckon they have. <laughs> I'm sorry to burst your bubble here, so a nice term there as well to like ruin your fun, but... We don't have any reviews at the moment. So, again, this is always the point where I ask people to leave reviews. As I always mention, fake reviews are fine as well. Okay, as long as it's five stars on iTunes or Facebook or something, whatever you want. Um, So not the greatest start here, but don't worry. The only way is up. And today we are talking about pronunciation. Okay, Um, because people may have already noticed that DJ Solo, despite being a raver and a crazy man, (laughs) has a rather posh accent. Um, You make clarification, Charlie, look quite stupid, actually. She thinks that she's posh. I know. And uh, actually, to be honest, that was one of the reasons why I wanted to come on the show, because I'm also a very competitive person. And uh, I hope Charlie listens to this and... uh... It makes her smile or makes her blood boil and we can uh, meet up and chat about it. Um, Yeah, so some nice rock and roll vocabulary there to make her blood boil, to make her angry. So, yeah, you can have a kind of posh off. Um, So in English, when we do this, we put off after something. It basically means a competition. So you can have a posh competition. Um, So, yes, uh, pronunciation is a big thing in England, isn't it? Because, you know, it sort of defines your class i know it really shouldn't but kind of what happens what don't you think yeah um and uh a few interesting facts actually about that i've been reading up that uh (laughs) he's come prepared he's (laughs) come prepared there's some nice vocabulary as well when he said i've been reading up on that so doing some research okay hit me yes tell me uh, the uk and the british isles in general there are 37 different dialects of the english language um so that that's quite ridiculous considering the size of the nation. Um, but the one which most people think of when they think of English is, I think it's known as Queen's English. Um, mm. Or in a more sort of official way, that's actually just called Standard English. Uh, but very, very few people speak that. You might find a few uh, lords, ladies and royalty speaking like that. Yeah, I I don't know any lords. Um, have you come across any? So have you met any? Uh, yeah, well, uh, I uh, I've actually <laughs> got a few friends that are lords, <laughs> few ladies. Yeah, I actually organised a stag party once with a with a viscount on it. Um, and he uh, um, to just to tell you how sort of low working class I am. I don't even know what that is. Explain 
to the listeners and me what what did you say a viscount yeah uh, so this is another interesting topic again actually that a viscount is a type of lord uh, one of the lowest types of lords so a bit of a still a lord still a lord yeah. doesn't matter how high of a lord you are if you're a lord you're a lord <laughs> yes a viscount's job uh, officially in the olden days i suppose was to uh, if you had some territory which had a border with another country it was your duty to stock up enough army to protect the queen uh, pro- king and country okay right nice so when he said there to stock up to like buy lots of something we often say to stock up like people in england are doing at the moment they are stocking up on toilet paper because they're worried about this coronavirus and because um they don't have days, so they can't obviously wash their asses um but that kind of um idea of looking after your own territory is kind of what happens in london now anyway with the gang wars doesn't it you have like the london postcodes you have like e1 against e2 um so it, it you know some things never change i don't know if any lords are involved in the gang wars now in london though uh only probably self-declared lords uh, <laughs> but yeah interestingly i live in a part of london uh just north of finsbury park uh which is mm. uh actually quite a famously disputed territory between Tottenham and Wood Green gangs. Um, I'm not sure why they fight, but they're very keen to control Wood Green, which is right in the middle. Um, mm. I can imagine you getting involved in this this gang war about who this Wood Green belongs to. No, it doesn't belong to you. It belongs to them. Fuck you. It actually uh, probably belongs to a lord, the Freehold, at least, and uh, they're just fighting over the street. <laughs> yeah, probably probably belongs to your friend that's one of those like really shit lords. <laughs> yeah, a low lord. <laughs> a low lord, yeah. <laughs> um, I've got a stat for you here as well. I've done my five minute research that I always do for this podcast and 45% of people apparently say, of British people obviously, that they judge someone on their accent 45 percent of people and i think most of the other 55 percent said no but they really meant yes anyway i uh, i agree and i'm going to hold my hands up and say i also do the same uh, and i think anyone that claims that they don't is unaware of of the bias that they have in their head um yes it's something I, that we all can't help really <laughs> Yeah, I completely agree. So some nice rock and roll vocabulary there again. The bias, the um, help me out with this one, DJ Solo. Explain the bias for us. This is your moment, okay, in rock and roll English to hit us with a definition. All right. Okay, so uh, uh, bias, uh, actually in its full term, known as a cognitive bias, is... Oh, wow, we're, we're moving to the posh stuff here, yeah, aren't yeah. we? This is, a, this is much more in-depth than my explanation. So much more in-depth, <laughs> much more much more thorough, much more detailed. Yeah, guilty as charged. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll put it in simple terms, though. Like a bias yeah. is essentially... For stupid people like me, okay? <laughs> just, I'm, I'm trying to understand as well, okay? I'm doing my best here. It's uh, basically, um, it's, a, it's a sort of like a shortcut in your brain, which allows you to make very fast decisions. And it's part of our evolutionary history. So when you uh, are standing in the jungle and you see a tiger running towards you, you don't have time to think, oh, is that a tiger? Is it dangerous? Should I run or should I just hide? Because by then they've caught you. So the bias essentially is a real shortcut where the brain just says, right, don't think about this one. Just get out. 
Just, um, just run. Yeah. And it, that's probably the same as well when a lord is talking to a low class person like me and their brain just thinks, get away from this human now before he probably kills you. But Very sadly, uh, I think that is uh, what has happened due to years of social pressure. Yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, because one of the things about accents, actually, because obviously from my neck of the woods, so that's a nice term to say basically where from where I'm from, um, many people don't pronounce their T's. So, for example, my name, all of my friends will always call me Martin. If I want to talk about water, everyone says water. Um, and I always think if I'm talking to someone and I have to pronounce my T's, then I think, Okay, I'm talking to a posh person here. Okay, put put on your good voice. I wonder. I'm now trying to recall whether uh, whether you pronounce your T's to me or not. Uh, <laughs> I like to think I'm disarming enough where you can be your true self, Martin. Yeah, I, I think I did when I first met you because I thought, oh wow, he's got a posh accent. But then when I saw that you were going to raves and like at four o'clock in the morning in some abandoned field in the middle of nowhere, I thought, I, I think I can. I think I cannot pronounce my T's around this person. I actually have uh, another interesting bit of rock and roll English uh, for, for people, if, if you'd like okay. to hear it. Of course, we of course we would. So uh, uh, some of the poshest people in the UK have a very uh, sort of ah oh, sort of accent, um, and and they do for a while when they're in their twenty somethings like to go raving as well, and it's commonly referred to as a rav. <laughs> a rav. <laughs> That was good. That was very good. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, so I've got a few posh words here as well. Um, apparently, if you're upper class, let me know if you've ever said this. People refer to what I would call the toilet as the lavatory. Correct. And uh, my mother will be very pleased to hear this because she has a real thing about the word toilet. Oh, really? Um, yeah. And uh, if I ever say that in her household, she gets rather annoyed uh it's called the loo or the lavatory uh, you know what those those are the two terms that i have <laughs> so i will read i've copied and pasted this and it says if you are upper class you say lavatory or perhaps loo but never toilet that is what working class use <laughs> yes uh and uh, so i think that is kind of one of my biases i'll have to admit uh, but obviously i i now realize that i love everyone uh, regardless of what they use to call any object. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I would probably do the same if someone ever says to me, where's the bog? And you think, <laughs> oh, because a, a bog is a really kind of vulgar way to refer to the toilets. Mm. Or even worse, if someone says the shitter, you think, <laughs> oh, why? Why did you do that? There was there was no need, no need to do that. My uh, grandmother... Uh, uh, believe it or not, was even posher than my mother, who is even posher than me, uh, used to say, I've got to go and spend a penny because uh, the public uh, toilets, should we say, uh, back in those days used to cost that much to use. Ah, OK, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, well, they've sort of brought that back in some of the stations in London. Not a penny. I think it's I don't know how much it is to go to the toilet, which I do find rather strange that you have to pay to to go to the toilet. I think charging for anybody to perform a, a human function so necessary is incredibly uh, unfair. Yeah, I agree. And especially when you're 
in a train station. I've had this many times in London in Liverpool Street. You know, you've been out drinking. You always do the thing if you leave the pub and you think I could maybe do a piss now, but I think I'll be all right. And then after <laughs> two minutes, you think, oh, my God, I'm pissing my pants now. This is so true. And then you get to the train station, you have 10 minutes before your train and you think, right, OK, I'm going to go to the toilet. And then they ask you for like, I don't know, 50p and you haven't got 50p and you think, oh, what what am I supposed to do now then? Nobody carries coins anymore. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Said the posh man. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's true. I mean, uh, people in London especially, it's very, very cashless. So I suppose you could probably nowadays rather spend a penny, you could tap an oyster to go to the loo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do they do contactless in those toilets? I, don't well, I know, hope they're they... contactless. I certainly wouldn't want anyone touching mine. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, so I do here as well have some, um, a couple of lists of the, um, so what the first one is the top 10 accents British people find most attractive. Okay. Um, mm. And number one is French. Um, number two, Italian. Um, number three is English, which I find strange because <laughs> that's like saying I love my own accent. <laughs> I must say I'm a sucker for the French accent as well. Um, yeah, so I'm a sucker for it. Like I'm weak to that. I, I, I'm one of the people that love it. Yes, exactly. It, it triggers my ASMR reflex. And tell us about that. Tell. Remember, you're talking. Well, you're certainly talking to one stupid person in me. And maybe some of the other listeners are on my level. Um, so you can't just say the AMSR and think we're going to understand what that means. <laughs> well, I know you're not stupid, Martin, because I think you uh, you must. I think you got a better result at university than I did because I was ra- raving too much. But <laughs> yeah, I think that might. The reason is because I was in bed at 1030 and you were. Well, even I remember the DJ solo going out on a Friday and coming back on a Tuesday. So just think about how, how his nights were. Oh, you know what? That's since she was down my spine now, which actually is interesting because that's kind of what an ASMR reflex does. Uh, mm. ASMR stands for, get ready for this, Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response, uh, which is essentially... I think I only understood two words out of four there, but anyway. <laughs> I actually don't know what some of those words mean, but I do know the feeling. It's uh, when you have some sound that is so comforting to you that sort of makes you feel cozy like the, mm. the rain patting against your pattering against the window yeah so just pattering just sort of like just that the, no- the noise rain makes just pattering against the window mm. um and i have got another list here where it talks about the the best accents in the uk actually it uses the word sexiest accent in the uk okay which i guess is another word for best really <laughs> yeah yeah also yeah and i can tell you the first um accent on this list so the sexiest in the uk says essex okay Ooh, and lucky you. people will probably know that is where i am from okay i didn't write the list so you know what, whatever you know i don't want to brag about it so i don't want to brag i don't want to show off and talk too much about it although i must admit 
I did find other lists where Essex was right at the very bottom of the list. But if you do enough searching on Google, you can find anything. So then (laughs) (laughs) I think I actually searched Essex sexiest accent. And then I found some article from about 2001. uh... (laughs) A friend of mine from Milan actually put it very well once. He says, uh, if you torture numbers enough, the data will tell you anything you want. (laughs) Exactly. And that's exactly what it has done. Um, Anyway, we are coming to the end of the show now. It has been wonderful talking to you, DJ Solo, about this pronunciation. I'm sure we will see you again soon, though, now. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Thanks very much for having me on the show. And uh, hopefully you'll at least hear me and uh, see me, uh, perhaps. Yeah, absolutely. Um, It's always good to be friends with a posh person. But if anyone wants to... (laughs) Um, hear anything from DJ Solo uh, before the next time he's on the show. You have actually recently released a song, I believe. Is this right? Yeah. And uh, sorry to plug uh, a rock and roll English um, podcast, but I have actually got a, a quick plug I'd like to put in there, which is... Uh... Go for it. So when you plug something, <laughs> it's when like an artist or something comes on a show and talks about their latest f- f- film product and you know we've got the biggest artist on here in the world dj solo so let's <laughs> well thanks very much for listening then uh, the track is called battle colors must be special and it's by solo sound system you can find it on spotify solo sound systems and just explain the dj solo because that does cause some confusion sometimes doesn't it it does uh, and i wish i had a different name now uh, but uh, it's spelled s-o-l-o-w as in it is so low to the ground related oh, to the bass that, line. like the bass is so low yeah <laughs> the bass of the yeah um speaking of having a different name i have the same with my email address i have a nice email address i was one of the first people to use hotmail i think but then when i got a gmail one i just did it just to have it and it's really ridiculous and now as the years have gone on and gmail has become more important i always have to give my gmail one and i always say to people I always have to pass the story after of, yeah, but I only did this just as something else. I do have a normal email address. I must say, yeah, I do uh, I feel a bit of bias towards people that use Hotmail. <laughs> you, <laughs> I mean, I know, I know the sort of people that understand technology. Hotmail is not a thing anymore, but I'm old school. I'm old school, okay? And I respect that. I think it's okay. quality. <laughs> exactly. Um, anyway, thanks a lot for your time again, DJ Solo. See you soon. Oh, Thanks, Martin. Bye. Bye bye. Okay, so that was me and DJ Solo speaking about accents and just some posh stuff, really. Um, if you would like to listen to DJ Solo's song, go to rockandrollenglish.com slash episode 191 and it will be there, much like all of the rock and roll vocabulary, which we are going to look at now. So at the beginning, um, I said that DJ Solo was quite a raver. Back in the day. So two things there. A raver, someone that goes to a rave. And back in the day, you know, the glory days, the good times. And I said that um, DJ Solo has earned his stripes for dancing at raves. So when you earn your stripes, it's when you're in the army and I don't know, you... I don't know, go in a battle, I suppose. I'm not so familiar with how it works because, as you can imagine, I don't really know so much about armies. But yes, you do... Uh, some battles you go to battle I think that's the correct term and they give you some stripes and then you can move up much like DJ Solo he's done the part of the dancing at the raves 
Now he's supplying the music. He's moved up in the world. And I said when we were at university, I was tucked up in bed by 10.30. So tucked up in bed, happily in bed, you know, with my pyjamas, with my hot water bottle, really having a good time. And then um, DJ Solo apologised for waking me up at four o'clock in the morning and said, I can only make it up to you today. So make it up to you when you do something bad and then you do something good to make it up to that person to make it level, let's say. Then we were talking about the review and I said, sorry to burst your bubble here. So if you burst someone's bubble, you ruin their fun. Um, Then we were talking about Clarification Charlie and he said that maybe he will make her blood boil. So if you make someone's blood boil, you make them angry. And I said, yes, you could have a posh off. So this is a very slang term. If you just put off next to something, it becomes a competition. For example, let's have a drink off, a drinking competition. Let's have an eat off, an eating competition. Um, As I said, very British slang, but very funny. Then DJ Solo said that he has been reading up on uh, posh stuff. Um, So if you read up on something, you do some research, let's say, and obviously read some stuff. And then I asked him if he had ever come across any lord. So if you come across someone, you meet that person in your life. For example, in my life, I have never come across any lords. I have never met any lords. But as we know, DJ Solo has. Uh, Then we were talking about that specific lord. um, And DJ Solo said the point of that lord in the past was to stock up on army. So if you stock up on something, you get lots of it okay it's what's happening now in all of the supermarkets around the world people are stocking up on things buying lots of it then we spoke about the word bias in some detail as well i might add so remember as dj solo explained if you have a bias it's your brain which automatically makes a decision for you let's say or at least gives you some extra information to make that decision. And I explained DJ Solo's explanation is much more in-depth than mine. So if something is in-depth, it's more complete, more detailed. Um, then I mentioned that from my neck of the woods, no one pronounces their T's. So my neck of the woods, from where I come from. Then we had some posh words for the toilet. We had a lavatory or loo. Then we had a word which definitely isn't posh when we referred to it as the bog. Um, That's really not a nice thing to say, just so we know. Uh, Then DJ Solo said he is a sucker for the French accent. So if you're a sucker for something, you can't control it. You love it. Someone speaks to you in a French accent and just you're like, oh, God, wow, I can't control myself. I love you. Um, Then DJ Solo was telling us about ASMR, I think and said it's just like a nice noise, like the rain pattering against the window. So that's when the rain just hits the window, makes that nice noise. I don't know if that was a good impression of it, but I tried my best. We also had the word brag. So when you brag about something, you say how wonderful you are. If I say, oh, I won the race yesterday, I'm fantastic, then I am bragging. And then at the end, um, DJ Solo said, sorry to plug my song. So when someone plugs something, they go on a show and talk about their latest book or latest song or latest product. Um, And speaking of that, remember, if you would like to listen to DJ Solo's song, 
go to rockandrollenglish.com slash episode 191. And that's where you will find all of this rock and roll vocabulary. Um, So I will see you all again next week, people. But in the meantime, just keep on rocking, baby. Thanks so much for listening to Rock and Roll English. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit rockandrollenglish.com and facebook.com slash rockandrollenglish. We'll catch you next time.